Hashtag you don't have to be Jewish. So, of course, uh, with the, all the awarding of the Nobel Prizes, the focus has uh, come uh, back to mRNA vaccines. And uh, we, we know this. We, we know that, in fact, most of us, most of us hadn't even heard of this until COVID came around. And uh, suddenly we became experts. Well, we didn't really, but we certainly uh, posted like we did um, in terms of what vaccines and the differences and the uh, the realities around it, but we really didn't understand, or I certainly never really fully understand, uh, understood the nuance around the um, mRNA vaccines, and we wanted to try and get a little bit more information about it. Professor Barry Shub is a former executive director of NICD, he's professor emeritus at uh, of virology at Wits University. Professor Shub, welcome back. How are you? I am, yes. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. Are you well? I'm very well, thank you. Am I coming through okay? Yes, yes. I think uh, the line is more or less stable now. It wasn't initially. So uh, give us, can you just give give us the idiot's guide to mRNA? Because, because, you know, we spoke about it like we were experts over the last couple of years, but the truth is we we didn't really understand what this was about. Okay, I'll try and condense it into what um, into one minute. It's quite a long story, but it really it's, it's an amazing story of perseverance and uh, and scientific uh, you know dogged determination mm-hmm. and, and insight. But basically, what what, M, M, what mRNA the M stands for messenger. Now you know that the uh, that the code the uh, the genetic code the blueprint is located uh, for our genes is located in the DNA. But the DNA doesn't pass this message directly to the machinery of the of the of the organs of the body. Mm-hmm. It goes by an intermediate molecule called RNA. RNA stands for ribose nucleic acid. DNA is deoxyribose. So it's a slightly different molecule, and the, the messenger is really what actually takes that message over to the machinery of the cells to make the proteins and to make our bodies. Now, mRNA, you know, to, to make a vaccine, what we do is that we inject a foreign protein, either in the form of the organism or the protein itself, to stimulate the immune system. Right. Now, what we're doing with RNA is we're not putting the, the, the protein, we're taking the message. Now, the message is in the form of the intermediate messenger. Okay, are you with me? Yes. That's injected into the muscle. Okay. That then codes for the protein, on this case of COVID, which then stimulates the immune system. Now, that sounds great. And, in fact, this idea is not all that new. This idea was actually promulgated in the 1980s to try and make a vaccine out of the messenger RNA, right, the mRNA. Right, right. But it, it had a lot, of, a lot of problems because, first of all, there was, uh, if, you, if you take messenger RNA and you inject it with the body, you have a very severe inflammatory response because the body recognizes it as, 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 as foreign ah, and it tries to reject it. Right. So they kept on using the ordinary uh, mRNA, and these two individuals, Carrico and Weissman, then came up with the idea to actually modify that mRNA. They, they, they change it chemically. Um, but those who are listening who are, who are, who are afraid with it, they changed the uridine to uridine. And in doing that, though the, the molecule was not then rejected by the body. It didn't cause an inflammatory right, response. Right. And it made the protein, which then stimulate the immune system. 
So that's the kind of in the nutshell what the MR, but obviously there's a lot more to it. But that's basically the nuts and bolts so of how mRNA. Right. And this is really a revolutionary breakthrough. Right. And, and and once they have this technique, I would presume they would be able to use it in all sorts of applications or for all sorts of needs and requirements. Exactly, because this is now it's, it's a major breakthrough because now you've got a vaccine which is very effective, uh, stimulates the, the immune system, both the cellular and the a- antibody immune system, very effectively. So now there's a lot of research going on to make vaccines using this mRNA technique for all kinds of things. Infectious organs, even cancer vaccines, are now being researched to, you know, develop an mm, mRNA mm. vaccine against this whole myriad of things. And, um, yeah, it's, it's been a, so, so a very significant, it's, it's, and very well-deserved. Incredible, really, really unbelievable if we think about this. I mean, this breakthrough and the ability over the next couple of years when we start seeing this uh, in in uh, in practical applications. How long does it take? I mean, obviously, it's, yeah. a, it's a completely open question. I, I know you can't give an answer, but, but how long would we expect it to take now for – for us to start seeing more and more of these types of vaccines available when they weren't before. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, the, um, the COVID, the mRNA for COVID mm. vaccines, that took about 20 months, uh, 10, 10 months, not 20, right, 10 months. Right. Look, I, I, I don't know. It really appears. You know, at the moment, we've got very effective vaccines for a whole variety of mm. things, so it's probably not the kind of impetus. But for newer things, like, as I mentioned, cancer vaccines, well, obviously, that's a lot more complicated than an infectious organism. But once you've got that technology, it should be easy to kind of plug it in to other vaccine requirements. But how can, can I make one little yeah, thing? Sure. Because of oh, and this is such an important point. I really do need to hear this, but the line is not good. Makundi, is there anything we can do about this? Um, I think, all right, we're going to – all right, there, there we go. Professor Shub, I think we, you're, you're back with us. Okay. What I should mention is that the, the mRNA in the vaccine – once it gets into the cells of the muscle, it's rapidly broken down. It doesn't remain behind in the body. In other words, it gets into the cells, it makes the, it makes the protein which stimulates the immune system, and then it's degraded. So there's no danger that it's going to remain in the body and cause mischief later right. on. I must reassure Yeah, because, because that. that is what we, you know, the, the negativity, the anti-vaxxers, and I've, I've certainly seen they are back at it. Uh, and uh, Justin's saying, and, and Justin, I'm not saying you're an anti-vaxxer, but Justin asking the question, morning how there's been a number of stories in the news about excess uh, deaths happening uh, related to the vaccines. Well, I don't know that we know that, but uh, can your guest comment on this? Is there a risk associated with these types yeah, of vaccines yeah, compared yeah. to the older types of vaccines. Oh, we are really struggling today. This is enormously frustrating that we're not uh, getting this line right. Professor Sherb, let's just uh, see if you're there because I really do want uh, you to answer. Okay, so he's not there, but we are going to get him back because it's an absolutely vital question that uh, that he answers and uh, gives us his perspective for. So uh, we are going to come back to him as soon as uh, we are able to do that. It is 8.29. I'm Howard Phil. Good morning. IFM 101.9 megahertz of life. It is 829, Professor Barry Shub. Let's see. Uh, we should be able to hear you more clearly now. Yeah. 
perfect. Are you hearing me now? Absolutely perfect. So if you could just address that, because I do, I don't want to leave it without uh, without that uh, that question being uh, being addressed. Yeah. Okay. Let, let me let me go through it again. Basically, what the kind of fear was that the mRNA, which codes for protein, which makes the vaccine, stimulates the immune system. The worry amongst many anti-vaxxers was that this mRNA would remain behind in the body and could, according, you know, the kind of worry, mm. uh, make proteins which could be, you know, could cause negative effects like cancer and so on. But just to reassure all the listeners, this mRNA gets into the cell. It's rapidly broken down. It's degraded. It doesn't remain behind. It cannot remain behind in the body. There's no traces of it afterwards. Mm. So in mm. other words, it gets into the, into the cell does its business, makes the protein, and then is rapidly degraded. So there's really no fear no whatsoever there. Mm. that it will remain. It will, yeah, there's no danger of that at all. So the and 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 this question that we start we seeing everywhere that oh increased number of of sudden deaths increased this increased that is has there been any link to uh, vaccines? No, there hasn't. You know, the, the kind of problem is that, is this, that when you look at those, those figures, those statistics, you must, you must remember that the, what, there's so far 13 billion doses of vaccine <laughs> against mm, COVID mm. have been delivered. Now, that's a, an enormous and an astronomical number. Within that number of people that have received the vaccine, we'll have all kinds of events, all kinds of incidents. And to ascribe it to the vaccine, you'd need to have some kind of causal relationship. And that causal relationship hasn't been established. You know, in rare cases, and when I say rare, it's really one in several million. Mm. You would have a sudden death, which would occur at the same time or soon after a vaccine. And that is just coincidental. You know, it's, it's an old yeah. story, you know, do, uh, do, uh, does drinking tea cause motor car accidents? <laughs> and, you know, you kind of look back Absolutely. the number of car accidents and people have had key, uh, had, uh, yeah. drunk tea, in the previous 12 hours, and you'll find some kind of correlation. But you do need to find a cause relationship, not just simply that it occurs at the same time. Absolutely. And that has not that. been established mm. with vaccines. Professor Barry Shub, thank you, as always, former Executive Director of NICD, Professor Emeritus of Virology at Wits University.